The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And fortunately for you, I convinced Victor, on point with Victor, to hang out for one more quick minute because he brought up something that I had almost forgotten about today because I got so excited about other stuff. That's what I do. Florida apparently is is considering passing. They're about to. They're about to pass constitutional carry. Ron DeSantis is going to sign it. And you may think, and you may think, big deal. Okay, so Mm -hmm. another state, but but. Go ahead, Victor. Tell us the important part <laughs> about what number does Florida indicate? So in the- when Florida, when Ron DeSantis signs constitutional carry for Florida, it is going to put uh, us over the halfway mark so that half the states in this country will be constitutional carry. Wow. So half the states of this country will verify the Second Amendment stance. I mean, that's basically – I mean, this is huge. To it some, really is. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, and as each and as they add, if they can add more states to that, there will become a majority. Absolutely. Then it'd be nice to see them push back uh, on some yeah. of these federal infringements We're, uh, that these liberals are trying to throw down. You know, yeah. at all the gun owners. No, we luckily and think about it. Think about it. We've got the most moronic Democrat party that pretty much controls everything. I heard you talking um, about that except, when I walked in. Yeah, yeah, except for the House. But now, what was that? Ninety percent tax uh, on meat. Oh, ninety-five percent tax on cigars is coming in in uh, New oh, York. Cigars. But what I'm what I was saying, God. and this was just a prediction that I made on my show. They're not going to stop there. They're going to try and tax things that they don't like. And and that's what's coming next. Dave has a comment. Legendary Dave. And there are more than rumors going around that they're going to try to tax Social Security. <laughs> I believe that. They already Dave. do that, don't they? I, well, they do tax. Federal they're gonna, tax. They're gonna, they want to raise it. They so, want to raise it to uh, make yeah. it like an income tax. Yeah. Great. Now, of so, course. And who wants to do that, David? Well, no, wait. Back up a little bit. Yep. Who was the first senator to push to tax Social Security in the first place? Probably Joe Biden. Joe Biden, yes, sir. Ten percent, Joe. He was and, pushing and if that. You remember, David? Bill Clinton raised Social Security taxes back when he was president, and uh, and after saying that, trying to blame the Republicans, saying they were going to do it. And what did the Democrats do? This is how I know what you're saying is so true, David, because. If you watch the Democrats right now, they're trying to bring back the narrative that the Republicans want to – now the Republicans have the House. They want to cut Medicare. They want to cut Social Security. They want to blah, blah, blah. And then the Democrats turn around, and they do exactly what they're accusing the Republicans. So in reality, they'll raise your Social Security yeah. payments, but they'll tax but they'll it more tax it. so you'll get less. Just like yeah. now when a Democrat so tries stupid. to tell you, oh, well, you're making more money. No, I'm losing more money because it's not valued as much because of your Democrat inflation. And because they raised the tax rate. And they, they raised, raised the income tax, tax rate. rate. Yep. They they pushed back the Trump tax cut. So no, every they're and they're trying to say, Oh, that just affected rich people. That is an an entirety lie. That is a lie to its Absolutely. core. A raised the tax rate on every single person from the minimum amount to the maximum amount. So if you believe you need to people, you need to do some research, you need to look don't listen to the lies politicians are telling you on either side of the on fence. On either side, yeah. Look it up and vote these idiots out of office. I mean, they want more and more control of your life every single day. 
But now it's it's but, odd that it seems like cool. in this climate to have another state pass constitution. Yeah, and that's what I, that's the good, you know that's the thing, Roger. You know, I always try to be positive, and there's always something positive to to look at. And that's what I'm saying. With all this Democrat authoritarian progressive nonsense going on, the fact that we're getting over half the states to to do constitutional carry, that's a good thing. I mean, there are some good things happening, and whenever we can stand up at the Second Amendment, that's a good thing. Yeah, because, I mean, not that the Democrats had control of the House and the Senate for a while. They're pushing for gun control. No, they still are. Oh, oh, no, you would wait till you see what, what oh. you wait till you see what Biden for 2024, his platform is gone. Look, I don't need to read this. I know it's not out. I'm just telling you based on keen observation skills that I have. Uh, Biden's platform is going to be anti-gun. He's going to say the Republicans are radicals. And and that um, he, we're going to have to do some type of gun confiscation. You just he may yeah. not word oh, it that coming. way. It's coming. It's coming. He may it's... not word it that way, but he's they're going to. Yeah. Do well, it. I mean, you know, they've been at it for years. I mean, since yeah. 1994, when they passed the quote unquote crime bill, they tried to limit magazine capacities, limit what citizens can have, despite the fact. The word uninfringed is clearly stated in the Second Amendment. And it doesn't say uninfringed except in the case of or right. or when we decide that this will change. No, it says uninfringed, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And yet every politician who stands there takes the oath of office, swearing to uphold the Constitution, then turns around and passes a law to infringe on it is a complete and absolute liar, every single one of them. But the fact is people don't hold them accountable because if it goes along with their idea of what's right and wrong, they don't care. They don't believe the Constitution. They think they want – they think we're in a democracy. They think majority rules. And unfortunately, too many people don't understand how our country works or the kind of laws we have and that we are not a democracy. You mean that we're a republic? A republic of law, yes, absolutely. But yet, <laughs> oh, we need to defend the democracy. We are not a democracy. The founding fathers would have kicked you in the jewels if they Nether regions? You had, if you had said, <laughs> we want a democracy. <laughs> You're you know, an idiot. If, if you don't trust what Roger's telling you, if you don't trust what the founding fathers said, Go read Socrates. You know, Socrates is, is a is a good read if you've never read anything by Socrates. But Socrates talked about democracy way back when. I mean, my goodness, that was a long time back ago. Back in, uh, I think, Greek days it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was the – yeah, absolutely. Greek Empire, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was – that gave rose to a lot of great philosophers. Mm-hmm. And the thing is they had a chance to see things that were happening in the earliest times. Very, yeah. The earliest days of and, civilization. He saw how things, what and worked the, and what didn't. The trial and error that went on because you did, you did have, you had nations that were trying different democracy, whatever right. it was. Different forms of, trying, forms of, of government, government right. yeah. And, uh, but Socrates, you can go read, just go do a duck, duck, go search. Socrates and democracy. Go, just do a duck, duck, go search and you'll come up and you can read what, uh, but he talked about, uh, two styles of democracies, one being a republic and one being a, a democracy, which is the worst form of government because it's mob rules. <laughs> two two wolves and a sheep. <laughs> Cody, what's for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, but fortunately in our country, there are laws to protect the sheep. Exactly. And they can't just decide by a vote mm-hmm. to just overrule the laws that are in place. <laughs> but right now in this country, the sheep are too stupid to know. <laughs> I know. They're, they're voting for the wolf because, well, he has fur like we do. <laughs> Let's give the wolf more power. <laughs> yes. Oh, my this gosh. Is, this is how stupid the sheep are in this country, Roger. The sheep would vote if 
if a group of sheep were attacked by a wolf, the sheep in today's world, they're going to ban teeth. That's right. Their teeth. They pull Not their own the wolf's teeth, teeth. Yeah. But their teeth. Well, yeah. Always take, you know, the fact when they blame citizens for the acts of criminals, it just irks me to no end. I mean, it's like you're blaming, you're blaming criminal, you're blaming American citizens who haven't done anything wrong for the acts of criminals that are known to break the law. It, it is like the, most of the gun control laws are based on criminals who violate the law, kill people, and they're trying to base it on whatever kind of weapon they decide to use. Mm-hmm. If they decide to use a car, though, that's fine. Then he's a psychopath. He's a crazy person. But if he uses a gun, whatever gun he uses, that's the problem. That's what we have to ban. And if you look at history, that's what I say with Socrates. It's all out there, folks. It's been done before. Every system of government has been tried, has been run, has been put through its paces. And we should know by now what works and what doesn't. But unfortunately... Those who don't, who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yep. And those who do learn from history are doomed to watch others repeat it. <laughs> so they have to suffer through because they're like, no, no, that doesn't work. We've seen that. Oh no, we're going to do it differently. You're doing the same thing they were doing. No, but that was a different time. It's the same thing. Like I love when people say, well, gun control should, that was only, that only applied to muskets back in the 1700s. You know, that doesn't apply to modern guns. Yeah, oh, you really? know what? Th- you know what the British considered a military weapon back in those days was anything that had a metal rod to tamp the powder down in. Mm-hmm. And anything with a metal rod was considered a military weapon, and they tried to confiscate them from all the colonists. Which is why we're the country we are today. <laughs> One reason. We you told know, when, them to when, forget about it. <laughs> exactly. When Paul Revere came running down, he didn't say they're coming for our hunting weapons. Yeah. Oh, they're going to stop us from quail hunting. They're going to stop us from quail hunting. No. No. They're coming to take the guns guns. that we will use to fight tyranny. (laughs) And uh, thankfully, enough of the great Americans back then said, uh, forget about it. Yes. Well, you know, that was only a very small percentage. Yeah, yeah, it was was not a majority. 3%. 3%. The actively other, participated yeah. in the revolutionary. The rest War. of them were soon to be Democrats who just wanted to placate. Or sometimes, you know, they had farms and families and didn't feel like they were soldiers or couldn't participate, yeah. whatever. Or they believed that the British government was the best way. And it's gone from bad to worse. Uh, exactly. You had three percent then. Now you have one percent of the population that ever raises their right yeah, hand. It's true. To serve government. in the military. Yeah. Well, that's like in Nazi Germany. Seven percent of Germans were Nazis, mm-hmm. but they intimidated and convinced and argued with people to yeah. get their way. Well, they had the brown shirts, the black shirts. I mean, the yeah. they had their they did they the same there Antifa, which is what the Democrat yeah. Party has today. They have Antifa. They send them to pro freedom rallies to try and disrupt them and cause violence, which is exactly what they did leading up to World War Two. Yeah, and yet no one remembers fear. history. No, this happened already. They, they don't teach history. I know. Well, because they can't. If they because did, if you learned from then people it. would be too smart, and they wouldn't vote for these people. <laughs> vote for why, any of these idiots. This is this is why we have a dumbed down government education system because the 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 elitist politicians do not want you, the voter, to be smart enough to throw them out. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's what it comes well, down to. The public school system in general was started so government industry, school system. The government school system was started <laughs> yeah. to promote workers for industry. Yep, absolutely. Smart enough to do their jobs, but, but not smart enough, not to, question smart enough anything. to question anything. That's 100% correct, Roger. And anybody can fact check us on that. 
All they want. Yeah, it's there. I mean, yeah. in fact, the Rockefellers were probably the biggest ones in promoting a limited academic yeah. program just to make people smart enough to work in his factories or work in his mm-hmm. oil wells, but not be smart enough but to question to why they're there to question or, or to limit how much power they would have as which regular is, citizens. Which, which is why. What's the the biggest thing that that government education today? What the Democrats are doing is taking critical thinking out, and that's exactly what Rockefeller well, and they're back replacing then, it with they, race theory, critical race yeah, theory. Exactly, they didn't want you to think critically. Well, you know, they want you to think. Look what I have over in this hand. Like, can that distract yeah, you from yeah. what's going on over here? Fine. You mean well, like something if, uh, over here? Something over here. Like I got critical race theory over here, and that will distract you <laughs> from looking critical thinking. Forget about what's in this hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great movie, Roger. Great it's, movie. The magic there is just, and people fall for Ooh, ah shiny yeah. things Ooh. let me go look at that yeah yeah that's important let's make sure that we honor every race and everything specifically and not just become one great people let's get all separated out so we can fight amongst each other so the politicians won't worry about what we're doing every single time everyone says oh well we need to defend this culture or that culture or the other culture and that's fine but don't lose Sight, sight of, of the fact that they are distracting you. you no, know, you can care about every little issue in the world and lose your freedom, and then none of it's going to matter. Right. Like I say, this I told the story before in the Creative Loafing years ago. It's a very, which was a relatively liberal magazine. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. But they had a story about people passing out pamphlets for the Communist Party, mm-hmm. and the guy writing the article says. I wonder if these people realize if they get communism, they will not be allowed to hand out any pamphlets for anything anymore. Nope. Not that it's not uh, (laughs) communist approved. Uh, We've got to take a quick break here. We'll come back after this. I'm going to talk about pistol braces and the new rules on that. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. On August 8th, 2022, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the FBI performed a most egregious search of a former president's home. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. The Fourth Amendment originally enforced the notion that each man's home is his castle, secure from unreasonable searches and seizures of property by the government. We must take a stand and take back our country. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, 
on America's Web Radio. And right before we left for the break, we had mentioned that we were getting into a little bit of democracy there, which was good and bad, and people got to realize we are not a democracy, plain and simple. We are a republic of law, meaning there are laws put in place to prevent the majority for taking control and taking rights from the minorities. Everybody wants minority rights, but yet that is what democracy would not allow. Democracy would vote to keep down all the minorities and keep them from voicing their opinions because if you got 51% of the, of the people on one side, they're going to control everything in that way and there's no laws to protect those in the 49%. So keep that in mind. We are not a democracy. We are a republic of law and the laws are there to protect the minorities. So, but anyway, we have a constitution, we have rights spelled out clearly and absolutely. The right to free speech, the right to assemble, the right to religious freedom, the right to keep and bear arms are all part of the first ten amendments which was considered the Bill of Rights. Now, all of these laws are laws that say the government shall not make laws to limit, infringe, restrict in any way on these rights that people should automatically be given and guaranteed. And it seems like a lot of that is upheld to some extent when it comes to freedom of religion, freedom of speech, things like that. I mean, there are limitations, of course. You can't go around saying things that aren't true about people or businesses or, you know, yell fire in a crowded theater. There are limits to free speech. If it is honest and true, you can tell the truth, although if you tell the truth against a politician, you're not likely to get a lot of coverage and you're likely to be called out and made fun of because they don't want the truth out there. The truth is there, but it's hard to find. The media is so complicit in covering up all this stuff. And I talked about earlier how you're going to see a push for gun control. It's coming. Now, they've started. This is something that just happened. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about pistol braces and how great they were and how they made weapons easier to use and they gave you a lot more freedom and how you could put stuff together. Well, just days after I spoke about that, the ATF has come down with new rules barring all sales of new pistol braces. And if you have one, you have choices. You can either dispose of the weapon You can either make sure the barrel length is 16 inches or longer to keep it a rifle if it has a brace on it, or you can hand it into the the ATF. You can hand it over to them. So those are your choices. Or there's one other option. You can also register it as a short-barreled rifle. Now, there will be 120 days from the point that they pushed this law out, which I want to say was around the 13th to the 17th, sometime right in that week. They hand, they threw out, and it's a 293-page set of rules that they're pushing through on this new pistol brace law. Now, the only advantage is, is is if you have a pistol brace weapon and you decide you do want to register it, you will not have to pay the $200 tax stamp, but you will have to get a tax stamp, and before anybody can get the transfer to them, they will have to pay a $200 fee to transfer that weapon to anybody else. Even though when you bought it, it was just a standard pistol or a, a standard rifle that had a, a rifle length of less than 16 inches, Now they're reclassifying them as an NFI item, which is a National Firearms Act of 1934, which says you cannot have a rifle with a barrel of less than 16 inches. So if you have a 14 14 and a half inch rifle, that is illegal unless you have a tax stamp for it. 
And the estimates are that there are approximately 40 million of these things in circulation right now, and they're selling more every day. In fact, for the next 120 days, you'll be able to buy anything you want with a pistol brace. However, when that time is over with, if it is not registered, then you become a felon. So basically, they could turn tens of millions of people into felons overnight by changing the regulation on these things. Now, when they started, it was back in 2012, and it was designed as a improvement to help possibly disabled people be able to shoot certain types of weapons easier with more control. And when they when the ATF allowed them, then other manufacturers went out and decided, well, how else can we improve control of a weapon or, you know, functionality by putting a small brace or something to put around your arm on these other weapons? And they found dozens of uses for them. I say almost 40 estimates, approximately 40 million of them are out there. I have a feeling there's a lot more than that because the braces themselves were never registered parts. So I don't know that they have any idea how many are actually sold. I mean, I was actually looking at the last gun show, and they're still selling pistol-braced items. However, if you buy it, you may have to register it almost immediately as a short barrel rifle if you want to keep it. Now, I am not a lawyer, and I'm not offering anybody any legal advice. However, I'm thinking this could go one of two ways. Either people will be non-compliant and decide, you know, when I bought this, it was fine, it was legal, no one's ever going to check I'm just going to leave it the way it is. No problem. I don't want to register any weapons. Or you could take anything you have, put a brace on it, and register it as a short barrel rifle. So if you have 20 guns that are AR variants or some kind of rifles or pistols, put a brace on it, register it as a short barrel rifle for free. Take advantage of the window where you can get free registration and a free tax stamp on all these guns. That way you'll have it for future generations. Now, I'm not sure about willing those guns to other people or how that works in an, in an inheritance situation. If the inheritee has to pay a tax stamp or not, you'll have to look that up for yourself. I don't know the NFA rules that well. But if you can get millions and millions of people trying to register these uh pistol-braced weapons as short-barreled rifles, hopefully it will overwhelm the system and they'll have to re- rethink what they do. Or people will not register them and just keep them and say, you know what, come get me. You know, come take it. You know, that's the other theory that's there. And I'm not advising either of these. It's up to you to make your decision as to how you want to follow through. But I was thinking, one guy was talking about it, he says, you know what, register every single thing you possibly can as a short-barreled weapon. If you have guns that have interchangeable parts like ARs where you can swap a short barrel onto one, stick a brace on it, register every receiver you possibly can as a short-barreled rifle. It will only be to your advantage later on if you want to build anything else. And I'm wondering if any of these people, if people thinking like that are just going out and buying tons of AR receivers putting a brace on it and registering the receiver as a braced weapon. And they could buy dozens of them and do this for minimal amount of money. I mean, you get a brace and a lower for probably less than $150. So if you registered, you know, $1,500 worth of them, you've had 10 potential short barrel rifles you could register all at one time with no tax stamp. Because the tax stamp on these is $200 normally. If you're going to register a short barrel rifle, a suppressor, a machine gun, it's a $200 tax stamp. The fact that they're giving this away for free for the next 120 days is certainly something to think about. And then there's the other side of the fence where do you really want to register a weapon with the government because 
that has shown in history registration leads to confiscation every single time. What if they decide, okay, from now on, you're not allowed to have any short barrel rifles at all. You can't own them at all, regardless of whether they're registered or not. We want you to hand them in. Like with the bump stocks. Those were legal. People had them on weapons. They used them for years until they decided, okay, you can't have them anymore. And you had to remove them from a weapon. If they were built into the weapon, you had to destroy the weapon or hand it in. You had no other choice. There was no grandfathering in. There was no keeping of these things beyond you know, just keeping them in secret and not using them or, you know, not showing them to anybody or hoping nobody would find out about them. They are illegal, hands down. And if you bought one, even though you bought it legally, kept it legally, abided by all the laws, you are a felon if you still have one of these things, which to me is absolutely ridiculous that they can change the laws that quickly and turn millions of people into felons. They did the same thing in Australia. Now, fortunately... For the Australians, I guess, I mean, the people there decided, you know what, I'm not going to just hand over my stuff, you know, and I I felt solidarity with them in that respect, because had we followed all the laws pushed on us throughout history, none of the American revolutionary soldiers would have had weapons. They would have handed them into the British as requested, and the revolutionary, revolutionary War would not have happened at the time it did. Because if you consider the Revolutionary War, it happened at a time in history when the British we're the most powerful, most widespread empire in the world. And for anybody to go against that large of a force was considered just crazy. But fortunately in this country, we had people who desired freedom over oppression and wanted the freedom for their children over tyranny. So they stopped, they fought, and they formed, and they formed a country that has, to me, is one of the greatest countries in the world. Most opportunity, most protected rights. But as these governments get bigger and bigger and bigger and decide they want to take over more and more control of your life, they're going to do exactly that. And if you look at history, every dictator who ever has been put into office, one of the very first things they do is take the guns away from everyday citizens. Because it's much easier to control a group if they don't have a way to defend themselves. It's not about the guns, folks. This is about the control. And they, all these politicians stand there, swear to uphold the Constitution, then they turn around and vote to take away your gun rights, which were constitutionally guaranteed, and they use some sort of crazy limitation like, well, it doesn't apply to that because, you know, how do, how do you know it doesn't apply? It says arms. It doesn't say certain kinds of arms. It doesn't say, oh, any black gun is bad, pink guns are bad, white guns are bad. It doesn't say that. It says arms shall not be infringed. And since 1934, they have been infringing on our rights to own various types of weapons. Now, despite what a lot of people think, I believe there should be some sort of control to make sure weapons don't fall into the hands of people who should not be allowed to own them. To felons, to illegal aliens, to people who are not supposed to have them, who are mentally unstable and proven so. You have to have limitations. I understand that. You can't just have a free-for-all and have everybody have what they want. But any upstanding citizen who is abided by the laws his whole life or her whole life should be allowed to have pretty much whatever they want. There should not be any restrictions on that whatsoever. But unfortunately, our government thinks that most of our citizens are second-class citizens. They have protection from citizens who have weapons, who have, or on police forces that protect them. They send their kids to school that are protected by people who have whatever weapons they want. 
you know, but they want to limit all the re- all the regular people. They don't see it. They see a huge gap between politicians and citizens. When in fact, the citizens should be the most important thing in this country. Citizens are what make this country great. Citizens have a right to vote for these politicians, and we have the right to vote them out. Hopefully, the voting system will still be working. I know there was some discrepancy the last election, but we'll talk about that as soon as we come back from a quick break. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. Right before I left for the break, we are talking a little bit about laws and constitutional protections and things like that. But this whole pistol brace thing, like I say, just dropped a couple of weeks ago, and people are still sorting through the over 290 pages of what this regulation means. I've given you some of the quick highlights but there's so much more to know. I haven't got a chance. I don't think anyone's got a chance to actually read the entire ruling that they passed down. But this is basically going to turn millions of people into potential felons if they don't follow the exact rules of this law. And it's not even a law. It's just regulation. This is something that for te- over 10 years has been perfectly legal to own, to use, to do anything with you wanted to, except break the law. And these were just improvements on certain weapons or, you know, advantages that you didn't have before. Most of them were just, you know, a lot of them were just for looks, too, to make them look a little different. But the government has decided that after selling almost 40 to 50 million of these things, now they decided they don't want you to have these anymore. And if you do, you're going to have to register them. So we're going to have to see. Yeah, the Congressional Research Service 
says that the number could be as high as 40 million of these in circulation right now. And I see them for sale at gun shows and online all the time. And the weapons that have them, a lot of manufacturers adopted these to manufacture weapons with them already in place, which is kind of interesting because, I mean, it made for so many interesting variations of weapons that were already out there but now could be improved upon or made smaller or made more effective or more, you know, easier to use. But apparently, if you bought into this, then you may be you may be eligible eligible to become a felon just by not registering your weapon. And it's you know it's so tough because the decision to do this is going to be difficult. It's going to be put on each person's shoulders. You want to be a law-abiding citizen. You want to follow the rules. But then you realize if the government doesn't follow the rules, where does that put you? They're infringing on your rights, and yet they want you to abide by their rules when it suits them. All these states out there that are becoming sanctuary states or sanctuary cities, they don't want to abide by the rules. They want to ignore federal immigration laws. And unfortunately, the federal government wants to ignore federal immigration laws. Same thing with controlled substances. You can go buy marijuana in some states with no issues whatsoever. Just show up, have money, and go. But yet, it is still a federally controlled substance that is illegal for sale in the United States. But yet, the federal government is turning its back to this. They don't care because they're not interested in this one. And I just wonder... How far people are going to go? How far are these agents going to go to come collect all these illegal pistol braces? How far will people go to not register them? Or will they register every single thing they possibly can and take advantage of the free period to do this? It's going to be interesting to see how people go in this, in this direction. I mean, apparently if you buy guns through a standard gun shop, you're going to be, there's, those guns have already been run, you've got a background check done, you've qualified to own it, would it make any difference if you got on a federal registry, if your gun was registered and the federal government keeps track of who owns these things? You know, they weren't supposed to do this with regular weapons, but the when the uh, National Firearms Act was passed in 1934, they decided they wanted to start some registration and keep track of who had certain guns. Why? Because the criminals were using them. It had nothing to do with honest citizens. It had to do with the criminals. So they blamed every U.S. citizen for the act of a few vicious outlaw criminals. So they want to punish all the regular citizens for the acts of outlaws, which to me seems so crazy because when a politician does something wrong, oh, it's not their fault. They didn't do anything. They didn't know. Like Biden with all his documents sitting in his garage claims, oh, I forgot those were there. Yeah, maybe he didn't even know they were there. Maybe he didn't know because he didn't put them there. That would be another interesting uh, road to go down. But we're not going to cover that today. <laughs> let's let's leave let's leave the conspiracy conspiracy theories limited to guns. So, <sighs> with this new rule, everyone's going to have to make a decision, and gun manufacturers are going to have to drastically revamp some of the weapons that they're producing now because some of them are not going to be allowed to be made with these braces anymore without registering them. Roger, I was just thinking, if they came out with this and it really did come about, where one, where would you go to register? I think they're going to have a website open. You can go and start registering. Start start the paperwork to do it there. What and do you do, take a picture of it? And- or just put the serial number on it and 
state what kind of weapon it is, what manufacturer, or I don't know. I haven't looked. At, I need to go look at it just to see how they're going to do this. But uh, this could be, you know, a landslide of people registering that will clog the system from here to there. You know, I don't think they care. Uh, they want these things registered. Maybe they're gearing up for that. So, I mean, with, uh, so you can get a knock at your door? Theoretically, I guess you could. Now, I wonder how far the federal government's willing. Are they going to go knock on the door of every citizen who they think may own one, even though they were unaware of the law changes? Ignorance of the law is no excuse. But if you don't keep up with the law, you don't know. If they don't notify you somehow, how are you going to know you're even supposed to do it? You could have bought it five years ago, thrown it in the closet, and forget you even have it in there. And they could come knocking on your door saying, you're a felon now. We're taking you to federal prison because you violated a federal gun law. And they may have no idea what happened or why things changed. Because when these were originally purchased, actually for the next 120 days, you will still be able to buy them as a regular handgun or regular rifle with no restrictions whatsoever. But after that 120-day period expires, if it wasn't registered, it becomes a felony. Now, I have a feeling if everybody decides to register all these short barrel rifles, it's going to clog the system. It's going to, so they may have to extend the time frame. Because if they have so many they can't possibly process or go through them all, they're going to have to extend the time frame. If the website starts to crash every other day because too many people are trying to access it, they'll have to extend the time out, maybe another 120 days, another 180 days, whatever, to try and give people enough time. Or it's going to be the other way where people are just going to Throw that thing in their safe or under their bed or in their closet and just let it sit there, not tell anybody they've got it. You know, who comes up with this crap? Well, this has been going back and forth for over 10 years with the pistol braces. When they first came out, the ATF said, okay, we, we like that. That's okay. You can do that. Then they saw people using them as a support against their shoulder, and they said, oh, no, wait, now that's a whole different thing if you use it like that. So now you can't do that. You can put it on your cheek, you can put it on your jaw, but you cannot put it on your shoulder. Then they changed their minds back again and said, okay, yeah, putting it on your shoulder really doesn't change the way the weapon functions. It doesn't change the definition of the weapon. So you can do that if you want. Now they've just come out with saying it's completely illegal. We don't want you to have it at all, no matter what. So it's just, you know, it's gone back and forth for years, but for 10 solid years, they were able to sell these with almost no restrictions. So what, over these past 10 years, what damn damage have they done? There was one case where somebody used one in a mass shooting and killed 10 people with it, or shot 10 people with it. I don't know if they killed them all, but... After that happened, this was just recently. So at that point, they decided, oh, now all pistol braces are bad. You know, there's 40 million of them out there, and one guy used one to commit a crime. So now other 39,999,999 people, they're all criminals too now because one guy decided to use one in a criminal act. Again, you know, they're blaming all the citizens. They're blaming law-abiding citizens for the act of criminals. And there's just – that is not the – Innocent people should not be held accountable for the acts of those who, of, of Ill, illegal criminals. They should not be held accountable for criminal acts of others. Could you imagine if they did that with everything? Oh. Imagine. They catch Hunter Biden with cocaine. Oh, your whole family is now gonna have to go to jail because we caught you doing this. Because we caught you doing this, everybody in your family, everybody in Washington, you know what? There's an old, there's an old expression there. Imagine you arrest 
every single male politician in Washington as a rapist. But they'll, they'll say, but they're not, they're not. But you have the equipment to do it, so you could. So we're going to call you a rapist. And every female politician is a prostitute because they have the equipment. Whether they do it or not, it doesn't matter. But they're going after the equipment rather than the people. They're saying, oh, because you have the equipment, you could be a criminal. Yeah, well, you have the equipment to be a prostitute. doesn't mean you are one. But that's the kind of logic we're trying to deal with here. It's just It makes no sense whatsoever. But it's fun to make that, you know, that comparison, especially with politicians. <laughs> Cause they love to do it to, to the, to the citizens that they think they rule over. See, they don't realize they're representatives. They're not rulers. They are representatives. And they unfortunately, they're supposed to, yes. They're supposed to work for us and they're supposed, they're supposed to defend our rights. If I can brace my equipment on my shoulder, does that make it illegal? Actually, now, if you just have the brace on the weapon, it makes it illegal. I'm talking about my equipment as a man. Um, You'd have to fall. There may be some porn rules in place for that. I don't know. But, yeah, your equipment as a man braced on your shoulder, it'd be a hell of a man. <laughs> Although, I think you'd pass out any time you tried to get too excited. <laughs> okay, that was... yourself to death. Yep. Engineer Brett had to pop in and uh, make a statement about that to get us off track a little bit, but that's okay. But yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how this proceeds. If people just rush to register everything or if they delay waiting to the last possible minute to do it, to decide how they want to do it, how much trouble they could be in. I mean, the laws, if you get caught with an illegal NFA weapon are strict. They could be up to 10 years in, in jail and a $100,000 fine. So it's not just a, a slap on the wrist. This could be a huge deal. So, I mean, it's going to take a lot. You're going to have to sit there and really think through this and decide whether it's worth it for you right. to hold on to these or register them and get your free tax stamp. Okay, how, do, how does Mike Lindell fit into all this? Is he oh, the is, pillow guy? Yeah, the pillow guy. So I don't is know. He gonna, is he going to come out and, and start <laughs> promoting registering your weapons or – is he gonna? I think he just sells pillows and blankets <laughs> and, and pillowcases. That's put right. Your, put your weapon in a pillowcase. That's right, and bury it in the backyard because the commies ain't getting mine. <laughs> but I, you know, it just I'm thinking from a marketing standpoint. Uh, you you can't just say red shirt and everybody know what you're talking about. You know? Yeah, and I mean, how are they gonna? It would take a, it's gonna take a massive campaign to, to try and make people aware. Yeah, that's, that's my point. If you're you not know? an enthusiast, you would never, you might never, never even hear about this. This is not something the local news is gonna be posting every day, reminding you to register your, your short barrel braced weapon, you know? So, and then the question is, well, I have a couple of pistols. Does that mean I have to register them or what, what is, what is this uh, short, you know? I don't know. If they have braces on them, then potentially you could have to register them. Because braces, the original braces were sold as accessories only. You could add them to different weapons. Then later on, manufacturers started incorporating them into the manufacturing process of their weapons. They'd sell them with them already installed because they realized so, they were brilliant accessories to have. So what, is really registered the uh, weapon? That I don't they? know. I, I would imagine it's got to be the weapon because the braces were just accessories. They didn't need any kind of serial numbers on them. 
So I imagine whatever weapon it's on would have to be registered as a short barrel rifle or an SBR, which is short for a short barrel rifle. So that's what I'm guessing because I can't believe the the braces would have to be registered. I, I can see massive confusion beyond anybody's best imagination. Oh, absolutely. Besides, I mean, what if you have one, like say, let's use the AR-15 because it's very modular. What if you have one lower and you have four or five different uppers you want to put on that? Now, the uppers are not registered parts. They don't always have serial numbers. But if you register that one lower, can you put whatever you want on that and run it however you want? If something happens to that receiver, if it breaks, can you replace that receiver and put that brace on something else? Generally speaking, that's not the case. When it comes to registering stuff like that, it has to be in a serial number. Now, from what I understand, though, you can get replacement parts and fix it. So if you wanted to register a short barrel rifle as a lower, just a lower end, you could replace the lower if it were to break or be damaged. But I don't know what the procedure for that is. So it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty nightmarish. They did this, you know, when they did the crime bill. Do you have to wear a mask? Yeah, the, the ATF needs to wear a mask when they come steal all your stuff from you or ask you to hand it in or make sure you register it. Your papers, please. <laughs> That's exactly what that reminds me of. You, you know, know, it just, this is beyond. Yeah, I, this is, I mean, you're going to basically turn up to 40 million people into, into felons overnight by, by changing of one regulation. You know, what's sad is that we have 3 million veterans that are suffering because the VA won't do research on on their oral problems that uh, require research to get the, uh, if they have PTSD. Oh, okay, PTSD research, yeah, that's a big one. They don't, uh, they don't do any dental-type research on it. Oh, and, wow. And they're holding back on 3 million veterans that could have aid if and comfort if they would just uh, accept the research that's been done. But instead, the government's going to spend mil- tens of millions of dollars paying people and running a website to try and register all these weapons that have been out there. 40 million of these in 10 years, and one of them was used in a crime. Boom, they're all, they're all bad now. But you know that's the way the Demo- that's the way the Democrats and liberals work. They want to take away your guns. That's that's their agenda. They will use whatever excuse, whatever they have to do to do that. And that money is well spent, even though it should be spent somewhere else in supporting our veterans, supporting their health care, supporting their right to have a place to live, or taking care of them. They'd rather spend the money trying to take guns away. You know, I guess a scary thing about it is that. Just like you said earlier in in your beginning of your presentation, this didn't happen 20 minutes ago. They've been doing this or working on, like you yeah, said. Yeah, they went and back and forth. And when they finally agreed, okay, you can shoulder it. It's okay. It's not changing the weapon. Then manufacturers jumped in. And for the last probably seven, eight years, they've been manufacturing hundreds of these, thousands and millions of these things, putting them out there. And everyone buys them with no fear or worry because, okay, the ATF ruled that it was okay to use them. Now they just change their mind, flip it back the other way, and all of a sudden all those people are felons if they don't register those weapons. So it's just, it's going to be a nightmare trying to keep track of everything and and decide what to do. I mean, you know, that's up to each individual person to decide if you want to be a law-abiding citizen, you need to get on and start registering anything you have with a pistol brace on it. How, do, how does this 
craziness pass on from generation to generation? Well, because more people live in urban environments where guns are not as big of a part of life. You know, when you live in an urban environment, you don't go hunting. You go hunting at the grocery store and you get what you need. You know, yeah. That's your idea of hunting. You know, or you go to the, you know, the Whole Foods and you pick up some organic wheat and some, you know, impossible burgers and you don't have to worry about hunting anything. It's all there for you for now. And, uh, now so, but the rural and, uh, farmlands, that's, there you see a lot more people who use guns on a day to day basis, whether it be for pest control, for hunting, you know, things like that. You know, there's, I know where I used to live, I had a, some land up in North Georgia, and I always carried a large caliber pistol with me because there were bears. And I didn't, you know, granted, if I could walk away from one, that'd be ideal. But if I couldn't, I wanted to have every advantage possible. And if that meant carrying, you know, 15 rounds of 10 millimeter plus P on my hip, I was going to do that. <laughs> I was not going to go down without a fight. Beat him to death with an empty gun if I had to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Because that was more that was that was a necessity up there. There were wild pigs, there were wild hogs, and there were dangerous animals. In the city, though, how often you get you know you might run into a stray dog. That's about the worst thing you can run into in the city. And even that, and there's calories. Well, running in front of a cab is probably the biggest danger. You know, yeah. <laughs> a runaway cabbie is going to be a, a danger in an urban environment. But you can't shoot cabs when they get out of control. Yeah, it's just they're not used to it. They weren't raised with that. They have no understanding of why people want guns until they get mugged a couple times and they go, wow, I wish I had a way to protect myself. But a lot of them just don't. I mean, people are becoming sheep. They truly are. There's people who just don't believe that they are the ones who need to protect themselves, their family, their property from people who want to take it from them or who want to violate their rights. They just they just roll over. They say, oh, well, I have insurance, or even if I don't, I'll work harder and I'll make it back. You know, I'll, I'll make it work. And unfortunately, they don't realize all the hours they spend working to purchase things and provide for their family and provide a safe home, all that, all those hours you spend is your life. You're giving your life to provide for your family and provide them with the things that they need, the things they want, the things that you want. And when somebody takes that from you, they're taking hours of your life away. And people, if they think about it like that, maybe they would consider it. Now, that's another thing. With these pistol braces, there are options. You don't have to register them, and you don't have to keep them in secret. You can hand them into the to the ATF, and they will take them and do whatever they want to do with them. Or you can modify it by taking the brace off of it and keeping it like that. Whether it's a pistol or a rifle, whatever it is, you can take the brace off and leave it like that, and that's legal. Or you can destroy the weapon yourself and show proof of destruction. So, I mean, but yet you earned the money to buy these things, and now you have to register them, even though when you bought it, it didn't require registration. And that's why I think a lot of people bought these, because it was a way to have the experience of a short barrel rifle without having to go through the federal registration process. Now, I wonder what's going to happen if some of these people don't get approved. Are they going to come by and try and collect these weapons from them, saying, well, you could own a pistol, but you can't own this because this is a Class 3 weapon now, and you can own a regular gun, but you can't own a Class 3 weapon, so you have to hand it over. Some of these things cost thousands of dollars. Can you imagine just having to hand that over with no compensation whatsoever? There's no way people are going to want to do that. I mean, that's money spent. They're getting zero compensation for thousands of dollars worth of weapons if they don't qualify to own it. 
you know, there's going to be a whole lot that comes out of this that people are going to have to make decisions about and start getting, doing research and finding out what's going on with this. Now, one thing I want to mention real quick before I get out is that Arkansas has come forward. Arkansas as a state has come forward and a lot of sheriff's departments here have come forward and said, we will not be enforcing this pistol brace law. That they will not enforce the new federal rule that requires the registration of stabilizing braces. That's the Garland County Sheriff's Department in, in Garland County, Arkansas. Now that's interesting because we saw that a couple of years ago in Missouri. They decided they, when Missouri, they decided they would not help, assist, and in fact would obstruct any federal agents that they deemed were violating Second Amendment rights. Now this just says the sheriffs won't help them, which means if federal agents come, I wonder if they're going to try and stop them or will they just not be of any assistance? You know, and the fact is, federal law is supposed to take precedent over state law. However, if the federal law is violating the Constitution, which is the supreme federal law, are they within their rights to violate constitutional rights of citizens in the state? Apparently, Arkansas says no. So they will not help enforce any of these new pistol brace laws in Arkansas. Which is great to me. That's fantastic. And I wonder if they're going to take that to the extent Missouri did by not, by actually actively deterring federal agents from enacting gun control that they don't think is legal. And then I guess the uh, next step is if they get other states to go along with them, they could file a class action state L- lawsuit. Yeah, a constitution. I mean, I'm not a constitutional lawyer or expert in any way. Oh, I'm not, but it seems as if they could, I mean, if the federal government is violating the Constitution and it's proven, they would have to go through the court system. And, of course, the federal courts are probably going to stand in line with the federal government. So how would you get a fair shake at this? I don't know. See, here it goes. It's a felony to own braces that are not registered. If the owners do not want to register the braces, they can attach longer barrels, throw them away, or turn the guns into the agency for destruction. Who's going to just destroy the gun they paid good money on? That's kind of silly, but that's what they're going to do. And they said they will not assist the federal government in enforcing this rule, calling an infringement on Second Amendment rights. Several other Arkansas sheriff's departments have said the same thing. They're essentially going to turn a blind eye to someone who's breaking the law. University of Arkansas law professor, they have the discretion to do that. Now, granted, again, that's where it comes into interpretation of the law. Is that federal actually and the ATF cannot make laws. They can enforce laws and they can pass regulations. They can make up whatever regulations they want too, which is kind of kind of bad because they have a lot of power in that respect. But if the sheriffs can decide they don't want to help federal agents, they can do that. But I wonder if they're going to deter them. There's actually a video out there of a local sheriff's department arresting an ATF agent who was going to collect a gun because the people who were being approached by the federal agent, called the police and said, there's somebody out here. I don't think he's a real police officer. He's telling me I have to answer the door. And they didn't want to. So they got a report of a fake police officer going around harassing people. So they went out to investigate. And they saw the guy and they said, okay, put your hands up, get on the ground. And the agent, federal agent goes, no way, I'm a federal agent. I'm not, it's not happening. So they finally forced him to the ground, got handcuffs on him, and threw him in the back of a car. Until they could sort it out. Because it doesn't matter. If you're in there in a state's jurisdiction, even as a federal agent, you have to abide by state laws. 
Now, should the sheriff's department have allowed him to produce credentials before pursuing him? Possibly. But when you get reports of a fake police officer, and he, of course, had a weapon on him, he was armed. Now, he didn't have his weapon drawn, but when the local police approached him, they had their weapons drawn, ordering him to get on the ground. And he was refusing to follow their commands. He thought he was above the law in that case. And, you know, that's that's the kind of thing. Now, the fact that he was enforcing federal law and they didn't have any issue with that is, is not a problem. Imagine if the local government had a problem with him enforcing federal law that they didn't think was constitutional. So they thought he was violating constitutional rights. So then they would have a reason to go out after him and detain him and arrest him. And he would think he's right because federal law is supposed to trump state law unless that federal law violates the Constitution, in which case, how can a law violate the Constitution and still be a law? You have to change. They need to change the Second Amendment if they want to keep pushing these gun rights, and that's the only way that's going to happen. And I don't see that happening anytime soon, because if they open up that can of worms, the entire Constitution is going to be subject to ridiculous changes, ridiculous modifications. They're going to take away whatever little freedom we have left. So... You know, it's it's funny because this guy says most people probably feel safe keeping their braces, but that does not mean they won't be breaking the law. Well, you know, there there are places in California, Colorado, Florida where you can smoke marijuana and you're still breaking the law, but you don't fear it because the state says it's okay. Well, here the state is saying it's okay. So if the state says it's okay with marijuana, why shouldn't it apply to pistol braces also? Hmm. Now. He thinks the court should get involved and strike down the federal ruling and make it change. See, the ATF said people affected by this ruling have 120 days to comply once it takes effect. Now, when is this story from? Do I have a date on this? I do not. I want to say it was, oops, I think it was like January 13th or 15th, something like that. But we'll be following this, and we'll let you know if other states join in on this idea to not uh, follow through with this and I'll do some more research next time so maybe I'll have some more information for you until then I am Roger B this is Locked and Loaded and you've been listening to America's Web Radio the views opinions and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station you're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com thank you for listening